Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Truth is Barrel Proof podcast. It's Friday. Jesus, I swear. I just feel like every single week I was just here um, talking to you all. But listen, thank you so much for coming back, continuing to support us on a daily basis because we have something for everyone every day, all day. Just look through our thumbnails, pick on something, see what we think about it that way before you kind of, you know, make that decision. As always, we always want to thank our sponsor, the Amer- uh, Whiskey Wisdom with the American Standard Tasting Glass. Um, we do have a link in our bio. Go ahead and check it out, especially now that we're nearing the holiday times. By all means, if you're thinking of someone that loves whiskey, bourbon, that sort of thing, we have that for you. Go ahead and check it out. So without further ado, what am I talking about this week? So this one is pretty cool. Um, maybe a couple weeks back, I went to visit a friend of mine. She lives in Lexington, Kentucky, Stacy. Um, you guys know her on her Instagram handle as Freckled and Chard. Yes, <laughs> my other partner in crime. But anyway, I went out there to visit her. And uh, she wanted to take me, she, so she's starting to take me around Lexington to kind of see what it's about. And it's got a pretty cool vibe. So she's like, hey, we're going to this place. And it's really nice. It looks like a, an abandoned warehouse with a really cool mural artwork and all that good stuff. And then behind it, it's almost, it's not a strip mall. It is not. But it's like different buildings that house different things. So she's like, hey, um, let's go and check it out. So we went to um, this one tavern. It's called Elkhorn Tavern. So we go in there. I really, really like it. I mean, their bourbon selection is ridiculous. So if you're in Lexington, Kentucky, go ahead and hang out at Elkhorn Tavern. Absolutely amazing vibe. Wonderful selection. Sit at the bar and have a good time. So Stacy and I go in. I'm not so sure what we were doing afterwards because, you know, whenever I'm visiting, there's always like a jam-packed situation <laughs> that we're doing. But that day, so we're like, you know what, let's sit here. Let's have a good time and let's take it in. So this particular bottle, I don't even know how it happened, but it caught my eye for the lack of a better word. And I was like, um, I asked the bartender, I was like, well, how much is a, a, a pour of it? And he's like, oh, it's $7. I was like, Psh, count me in, right? You know, those nonchalant, pretty cool, not, you know, those accidental pours that you get. Those are the best ones. So he pours it for me and then I nose it. I'm like, what the? And then I nose it again and I continue to nose it. And I look at Stacey, I was like, wow, no, this is... And I think she was just kind of like, yeah, you know, it's been around for a minute. Then I taste it and I was like, what the heck? I've never had this before. She's like, bruh, it's been around. <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, I always mess around in craft, but you know, I never do a lot of other things, right? What am I talking about? I'm talking about, is it Wathens? Wathens or Wathens? Depending on the pronunciation of the person. Wathens. Um, talk about obscurity in history. This is the bottle. If obscurity in history was a, a definition, Wathens is that. Again, this is dating pre-prohibition. So we're talking about over 100 years old, about 1645. We're looking at John Henry coming in from England with a pot still. You know, that typical immigrant story with nothing but his name, but that pot still and, and a few coins, right? Now, the history of this is it has exchanged hands for so long over so many decades, century at that, right? So 
two sources that I found that were absolutely amazing and trying to find out what the history is behind this is going to be maltreview.com. They have a beautiful um, story as to how they unfold that um, on maltreview.com. And then also Bourbon Beach, the one and only Michael Beach does a fantastic job on his website telling you how this particular brand exchanges hands throughout the course of time to get to where we are today. Um, so without further ado, like I said, I was, you know, it was just a, a random selection that I had done and I actually fell in love with it. And why am I highlighting it today is because listen, sometimes you don't have to pay 40, 50, $60 for a pour when you're at a restaurant. Those $7 pours that you guys are kind of snubbing are absolutely game changers because when you do end up trying them, they can actually be a staple in your bar. Why am I saying that? Because if you look at like if you look at a flavor uh, flavor profile wheel, um, and let me put this plug in here. If you ever go to Michter's Distillery when you do their tour, they have this uh, flavor wheel or it's something that you can actually find online, a flavor wheel profile where they, they talk about notes like woody, no, you know, woody, vanilla, whatever, and they break it further down. If you ever find that, again, when you're creating or, 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 or procuring your bar, right, your bar is not necessarily going to have to be based on what quote-unquote popular distillery it is. For me, I actually have stashes of whiskey products that are based on flavor profiles because they're conversation starters, they're icebreakers, they're absolutely phenomenal tools in trying to help people find out what their palate is about. What my palate is, is not your palate, right? And that's why we have so many different types of products on our podcast, because you're able to find something for everyone in some certain semblance of a situation, right? So, excuse me. So, excuse me, when I say that, you want to be able to procure a bar that does have staples, but that has different um, variations of flavor profiles. Don't just have vanilla wafers all the way, darling. You have to be able to break that down. And that's where I think I found my own journey is that even though my palate is completely different from other people, I have to have the unbiased um, awareness, self-awareness of myself And be able to understand what the other person may be tasting. Be able to understand that person's memory. Because then I'm able to then extrapolate what they're talking about. Break it down into a product and say, this is what I recommend. Never, ever did I ever think I could do that, but I can. Right? So, Waffens is absolutely beautiful. It's a Waffens single barrel. The one that I have, this one was dumped on hand bottled on 722-2022. Beautiful number, isn't it? And the barrel that I have is barrel number 4164. Now, when I tell you obscurity, this is definition of it. I used to think Kentucky Owl was obscure. No. This one is team too much. But like I said, I gave you those um, resources. Maltreview.com and bourbonbeach.com. They will tell you the like they break it down to the atom, uh, to a T about how this name came to be, how it exchanged hands, the course of years that it did. And again, remember, this is over a century, you know, and, and that's the beauty of history. That's the beauty of how whiskey comes to be in the United States, right? 
So please, by all means, check out those two websites. They're absolutely phenomenal. So anyway, I come back. I'm in Lexington with, with Stacy, and uh, I I get this pour, and I'm like, yo man, I've never heard of it. And it's seven dollars a pour, yo man. I'm all about it. So I have a pour here. We're gonna go through it together. Let's check it out and see what happens. So I do have the pour. I've already had it. It's exposed to air. This particular pour that I have, I actually had to add like three to four drops of water, literally three to four drops of water. And I'll tell you why as I go through the, the product review of this one. With this particular single barrel, um, I do not have an age statement. However, when I was going through Google.com, our beautiful internet researcher, the age statement, they think that it's about eight to nine years old. The mash bill seems to be consistent with what I've seen on research, right? So we're going to have 77% corn. We're going to have 10% rye, 13% malted barley. Again, you're going to have that low rye content with a high corn with a barley. Lately, I will not lie to you. I'm loving, loving whiskeys, um, slash bourbons for the lack of a better word that have a malted barley component into it. Because I feel like that malted barley component, if you've never had ASM, which is American single malt, which American single malt does have malted barley, that funk that you get, that yeasty, sourdough, bready, beautiful note that you get, that acidic note that you get on your nose. I highly recommend that you explore that, okay? When you're going into ASMs and things like that, look at distilleries like Virginia Distillery, right? It's something that you can easily get. The other one that I love so much is Talnua because they're Irish uh, um, whiskey, but they do have that uh, single, that they have that malted barley component to it. And when you are understanding what malted barley is, because you get that cereal oats like that that the pastry bakingness you will understand what i'm talking about when i talk about yeast if i'm talking about yeast then you want to go um if you're talking about kentucky ish for the lack of a better when we talk about yeast strains and things like that i think of wilderness number one at the top right and then i deviate off to hard truth distillery because hard truth does go to wilderness to kind of consult and things like that and that's where those two distilleries are my number one in terms of like that flavor game profile when it comes to yeast strain uh, procurement and usage and what their products are going to do right so with that being said it's a 77 percent corn 77 corn 10 rye 13 malted barley right that's on the mash bill this is sitting at about 94 proof 47% ABV. A lot of people be like, oh, that's not a lot. Listen, sometimes hazmat is not always the thing. Sometimes you just want to sit there and actually be in the moment and love what you're tasting and love the moment that you're in, regardless of the occasion, yeah? Sometimes you just kind of have to be there. So 94 proof is what we're sitting at. This is under $50, which is affordable. Again, a bang for your buck, right? With that being said, um, you know, I told you this one is barrel 4,164 is what the one I'm, that I'm trying. The color is absolutely gorgeous. When you talk about striations of sweetness, striations of what caramel could be, this is what it is. You get this kiss of gold and then you get this yellow. It's like an Egyptian yellow when you think of like the Egyptian um, pyramids and stuff like that. And a lot of people are like, oh my God, when are you being dramatic? But legit. When I look at the bottle right now, the lighting that I have, you get that gold. 
And as it gets deeper, as it gets further into it, it starts to concentrate. So you get that toffee, caramel, goldness, and it almost looks like an ox blood at the end of the product. When you pour it into your glass, it's this beautiful lightened, like gold, yellow, caramel, straw, toasted color. That's what you're going to get with it on this particular pour. That's the color that you get. Um, again, I'm not trying to be dramatic or anything, but that's what I see. What you see, I'd love to know. And that's why you need to hit me up and interact with me on my social media. Instagram, Taterana EST at EST83. Um, let me know what you guys think of this at the end of the, the show or whenever you get a chance to try it. But like I said, it's got those beautiful striations of sweetness that we remember, you know, those toffees and caramels, golds and yellows. And that's what you get on the color. On the nose, I had to kind of sample it a couple times. And like I said, I had to kind of break it open a little bit farther with three to four drops of water. And it's absolutely lovely. So when you hear me pausing, it's because I'm actually nosing it with you. So this beautiful nose, it's absolutely beautiful. I actually like it. I, you know, um, It's got this welcoming note of toasted hay or straw. When you take straw, um, if you were to able to open it up in the middle, it's got this whiteness, it's got that sucrose color, and you taste it, it's got that sweetness. A lot of people think I'm crazy, but trust me, try it, right? It's got that toasted hay straw sweetness. Very, very subtle floral fragrance. The sweetness continues to go on and it unfolds like this mixture of vanilla and caramel that you would get. Of course, through and through, you're going to get wood. It doesn't necessarily taste like oak. No, it tastes like wood. I won't lie to you. That's what it, I get from it. It's just wood through and through on that nose. And then as we continue to do that, then there's this like semblance where it transforms and turns into like a hint of stone fruit that you're going to get on the nose. And then you remember how I tell you like that funk? It's not a bad thing. Think of Wild Turkey 101. We talk about funk. Think of that note. And you come back here, you're like, oh, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. It's that pickup of that sharpness. It's almost like a funk yeasty type of feel when you're making bread. That's the, the toastiness, the bread that you, the bread yeast that you're going to get out of that. And that nose is absolutely phenomenal. Yo, man, let's go ahead and try it. Let's see what we think. All right. Okay, here we go can't stop nosing it so don't judge me <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. just like i remember it it's beautiful so you're gonna get like the sweetness the sweetness is gonna hit you mid-palate it saturates itself at the middle of your tongue And then you're going to get a little bit of that sharpness at the tip of your tongue. And then it's going to flow through. So what tasting notes am I getting from this? So when I tell you I'm getting sweet, I get that caramel flavor. And then it's nutty. It's nutty like sugared peanuts. Um, sugared peanuts that you would get like a, at a baseball game. That's what you're going to get. That nuttiness, that sugariness is, is what you're going to get on there. It's heightened with pepper is what you're going to get as well. It's got woody notes, and then you get this like cocoa feel 
towards the end of the palette as it goes away. And then as you finish it, that wood note that I told you about, that central theme, it keeps going through till the finish from the start to the end. So you get it from the nose all the way to the palette and into the end. However, for me, sadly, the finish is not that impressing on me. I'm not a fan of the, the finish because the finish is short. Done. Over with. And you're honestly like, what the heck? I want more, right? The finish is short. However, you know, it doesn't bother me because, you know, seven bucks a pour. I'm loving it. It's absolutely lovely quality as far as the, the value goes, if that makes any sense. So the finish is, is very short for me. However, those flavors love to like unfold in layers. And like I said, by the time we're getting to that finish, you get cocoa, you get that wood and you still get that sweetness on there. As I mentioned to you before, it's about $50 or less. Um, very affordable. In Ohio, it's hit and miss. If you're in Kentucky, you can get it just like that. Um, look on websites as well if you're able to procure this particular product. But I thought it was an absolutely wonderful, um, under $50 um, bang for your buck bar staple that you don't necessarily have to think about. But it's still good. Um, let me know what you think. Like I said, hit me up on our, my social media, Taterana EST83. Thank you so much for always joining us on the Truth is Barrel Proof podcast, TGIF. You're probably listening to this if you are getting ready for work, getting off of work, going home, about to hang out with your friends. You're getting ready for something special. Thank you so much for always joining us on the Truth is Barrel Proof. Until next week, Friday, I'll talk to you then. Cheers. Ta. Hey everyone, as you always know here at the Truth is Barrel Proof podcast, we love to bring to you the different types of whiskey from the different genres, from the different parts of the world. And we're doing this tasting with our none other than the American Whiskey Glass by Whiskey Wisdom. Now, if you look on our bio, there is a code there that you can use for your purchase. It's TTIBP and you get 10% off your first purchase purchase as always hit us up every single day on the truth is barrel proof podcast the home of the american whiskey gloss what's up truth is barrel proof fans this is alan bishop the alchemist of indiana's black forest and head distiller at spirits of french lick do you find yourself drawn to the unexplained fascinated by the 14 or enchanted by the paranormal? If the things that go bump in the night resonate in your mind, then tune into my brand new podcasts. If you have ghosts, you have everything. Featuring first-hand accounts, collected stories, interviews, history, and speculation related to all things not of this world. Available now on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and more. Set back, relax, and remember, if you have ghosts... You have everything. Mm-hmm.